Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. We have to get going. We got a long question today from Alex. It's important we get it all in, and we're going to just cut to it. But before we do, let's uh, go ahead and say, hey, if you haven't yet signed up for the boot camp, uh, we've got some spots left. What's that? Just go back one podcast and hear about it, or go to our website, DIYMoney.org. We are going to do a deep dive, deep dive for a total of eight hours, eight hours of content, Q&A, much, much deeper than we do in the podcast, looking at specifics regarding various accounts, investing, what what to be looking at, how to be really analyzing uh, mutual funds, investment opportunities, different types of accounts, Roth IRAs, IRAs, traditional IRAs, HSAs, whatever A's. A's. <laughs> And it's so be interactive. It's ninety nine bucks. Uh, just find out more information at diymoney.org. But without further ado, we got to get to Alex's question because right. it's a doozy. So, Alex, what do you got? DIY. Hey guys, my name is Alex, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I have a question that's very specific to my situation, but I'm sure that there are more people out there who are also kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place and could use your advice. So a tiny bit of backstory. Um, I'm the only child to a single immigrant parent who is on the older side. So I'm 27 and she's 67. Uh, She's been self-employed her whole life. And if I'm being really honest, the horrible financial choices that she's made throughout her life have really set her up in a way that like she's going to have hardly any social security when she retires. She's you know, she's got zero savings and no retirement funds to fall back on, um, which has kind of turned me into like a crazy money person <laughs> because, um, yeah, it's, it was really hard growing up with a parent like that. Um, but on the other hand, I've been working like a million jobs that I hate to get my student debt down. And um, I've always had a goal to be debt free by 30. And I think I can do it. I'm almost there. Um, But there's just like zero effort on her part to try and find some passive income so that when she retires, she doesn't have to like do this physical work that she's been doing her whole life. And she'll have some money to pay her mortgage, which at this point, I'm going to have to start paying in three years because I, I don't see where she will possibly have any money coming from. So my question is this. I've been saving money a lot on uh, on top of aggressively paying down my student debt. Um, and I've been saving this money to put a down payment on a property for her to rent um, for some passive income. But every time I listen to your show or I listen to any financial podcast, I hear you saying pay off your debt if you can. So where should I put this money that I've been saving? Should I put it into my loan so I can bring it down a lot? Or should I keep saving and keep the money focused on creating some security for her because it seems like she's not doing it for herself? Um, I know it's not my job to take care of her, but at a certain point, like, you know, I'm an immigrant kid. Like, my parents take care of me. I have to take care of them. So I'm just, I'm really stuck. I don't know if I should be keeping this money for my future or hers or if that's even the correct way to think about it. I don't know. Curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Okay. First of all, lots going on here. Lots going on here. And let's throw the qualifier out there that this is not personal advice. 
This is blanketed brushstroke ideas and opinions. But, Alex, I'm going to speak to you specifically. You are, as you mentioned, your own words, on two occasions, an immigrant kid. You said that. You wear that as a badge of honor, and you should. It sounds like you take pride in the fact that your mother came to this country probably with nothing, made a life for herself, raised you, and you are successful. So you wear, it sounds like you wear that as a badge of honor, and again, you should. I think that's something to be proud of. You can't, however, wear that with a badge of honor and then be very frustrated that your mother's in this this financial situation that she's in because of all the challenges that she went through to raise you to come to this country with nothing, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a disconnect there. And I realize that's probably what you're struggling with. I heard it in your voice. You were like, I know it's not my job to be responsible for her, but I she did raise me. So I hear this. I hear this consternation in your voice that you're stuck, as you mentioned, between a rock and a hard place. And you are. The reality is you got to just own it. You got to own it. This is very, very similar to marry. I'm, I'm going to really go out on an edge here, a ledge here, but you know, when someone marries someone with a significant amount of debt, you own that debt from day. The minute you say I do, that debt is your debt. You cannot hang that debt over somebody else's head. You can't become bitter about that. You take responsibility for your collective financial situation. The minute you say I do. The second thing is there are times in our lives where we bear financial responsibilities for things that are out of our control. You can get bitter about it for maybe, I don't know, five minutes, and then you got to move on. I have a similar situation. Our youngest son will be with us forever. That was not in my financial plan. I did not have a financial plan that said I need to make sure that I have enough money to provide for my wife and I throughout retirement and a grown child who will live with us because of a genetic disorder for his entire life. Would I change it? Not for the world. Would you change who your mother is? Absolutely not. I know you wouldn't. No way. But we got to deal with it. And it's just real simple. I think the minute that you really truly own this, I mean really own it, then you will, I hear this in your voice too, you will attack it with vigor. Your mother comes from a, a, a place geographically, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess only because America is one of the few that isn't, so if she's not from here, my guess is she grew up in an environment where as the elder population grew, it was the children's responsibility to care for that population. I actually think it's sad that we don't currently do this in the United States. I think it's one, this is my personal opinion, I think it's one of the elements that has broken down the family, and it's a shame. And it was really not that way until the 60s and 70s. In the 50s, it was very common for families to live together where elder parents would come and move in with children and be taken care of as, as time went on. That has gone by the wayside, and now we have this kind of sandwich generation where you have adults taking care of kids and adults taking care of parents, and they're in the middle. It's the sandwich generation. And there's this bitterness and frustration over it. I personally, again, 
I'm going to hear what Daniel has to say. He's going to go by the numbers, and he's going to bring his CFP brain, brain to this. This is what the make, makes the podcast good. But Alex, you know what? I think you should get a bigger home. You should bring mom in with you. You should take that burden off her. You should bear that responsibility. She did bring you up. She did care for you. It's your mother. And I think you should you should honor her in that. Bring her into your financial plans. Bring her into your future of, of your living space. Bring her into your home if you can. Now, you might be saying, I have a significant other that that is, that is a deal breaker, and there is no way that's going to happen. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how that falls into the equation. That's, that's going to be something you have to talk about. But I just think you're going to have to own this. I, I just personally think you're going to have to own it, and I think you're going to have to accept it. And sometimes things happen in life that it's tough to own and it's tough to accept, but we deal with it and we move on. And I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't have even used your question if I didn't hear in your voice unbelievable tenacity and vigor to accomplish anything. You got that from your mom. You got that from your mom. So take that and go out. And I would swear here, but I can't. It's a family-friendly podcast. But go out and kick butt and take names and be that blessing for your mom, both as a daughter and as a financial responsible helper in her life. File that up. Nothing. You got nothing. It's gonna be dude. boring. It's all right. So on the financial planning side of things, <laughs> that's the part I get. Anywho, um, <laughs> yeah. So I would say you started to talk about this. It has to be attacked somewhat as a team. So she has to be sort of on the same. You can't sort of help her uh, stealthily to some extent. I think there has to be a realization from her that 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 you guys are going to work together in the next chapter of life for this to happen. Um, because you you can't sort of put yourself in a position where you're um, you're helping her in a way you're sort of taking on a burden and she doesn't like the financial plan has to be you guys are doing this together and you know her sitting down and and understanding that I think to some extent you understanding the ramifications of that which goes on to the next point which is the the sort of airplane safety dialogue mentality of while it is important and beneficial for you to help her you also have to put on your what is it the air mask or whatever that drops down before you can help her so it is important probably uh, as you go along in life and and as this potentially gets more complicated to either work with a financial planner or an advisor who's going to help look objectively and go yes sort of like what you did maybe instead of buying a house move in together whatever that it may be but really to help look objectively at the plan and go okay we need to make sure that you are taking care of your mom but you're also taking care of and not digging yourself a hole, which then has a ripple effect for generations because it's it's important to sort of balance that out. And there are going to be some hard decisions along the line and some creativity that needs to happen. But that decision, for instance, of whether to buy a rental home or pay off student debt, that's somebody has to, I guess, objectively help you look at that dialogue with you and go, okay, this is what it looks like if you pay off the student loan debt. This is what it looks like if you buy a rental get a mortgage on that. This is what it looks like if you buy a house that it can accommodate you, mom, and potentially a spouse or a family, you know, whatever, and starting to dialogue through the pros and cons of that with you. And this is where financial planning sometimes isn't just uh, about delivering numbers and graphs and pretty things to people, but actually walking through what is it you want in life? What is it that's important to you? What are the values that are important to you? And how does a plan need to really navigate around those things because that's where sort of the value add of planning 
really happens is going, yeah, the numbers say this, but in your case, we can't just do these things. We also want to make sure that mom is taken care of. So we are going to make some sacrifices on the way, and we're going to look at how that looks in the plan. We're going to understand own that, plan for it along the way, and make sure everybody's taken care of to the best we can. I'm going to throw the final caveat, big difference between really being a blessing and an assistance to enabling. Uh, and I think that's a case-by-case basis. So we've answered questions before, I believe. If, if mm-hmm. not on the podcast, we've answered them individually where someone says, you know, my my parents are just terrible financial situation and they just keep spending money or they just keep doing this. And they, you know, it's not this, it's, they're not even attempting to, to, uh, to improve their situation. So there's a big difference between bailing someone out and enabling them to take, make poor decisions as opposed to someone who, uh, again, has, has, it's just not been a priority. They've had other things, whatever she said, sole proprietor work for herself. I mean, obviously she's worked hard. She's worked very, very hard. She's built a life, but yeah, probably setting up a retirement account was not the priority. It just wasn't. Paying off the mortgage wasn't a priority. It was just getting by and making sure she provided for, for you was probably the priority. So mm-hmm. again, I, I don't want here uh, I don't want to go down as somebody saying, Well, okay, now now they're saying I gotta just help my parents because, you know, they're in a bad financial situation. I think it's a case by case basis and I'm only saying I'm I always take a chance on what I hear in someone's question and, and in their voice. So if I'm totally off the mark here, Alex, I do apologize. But uh, I think again, just to caveat there there's a big difference between helping someone and kind of putting them into your plan and then enabling them. And I think you need to make sure you discern the difference between the two. Anything else? I think that covers it. Okay, great question, Alex. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Hey, thanks for thanks for putting uh, DIY money at the top of the charts. If you haven't yet shared this with anybody, go ahead and, and share the podcast with somebody that you think would find value in this. You can like it. You can uh, comment on it, subscribe to it, all the goodness. And that'll just continue to, to reach more and more people. We really appreciate it. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.